0: Pleasure. And we are Loud American Discussing Soccer, better known as Lads. Uh, it's, it's not great. Mm, it's okay. It's not great. No, you don't like it? Uh-uh. Uh, we are trying... Oh, hey, what's up, guys? Um, <laughs> we are trying Flying Fish Jersey Juice. Juice. I can't... I feel like I have a lisp. Juice? I think it's pronounced juice or juice. 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 I I feel like I'm putting an S H in juice. The Jersey juice. Jersey juice. Sh- <laughs> Sh- Shucker and shuckertash. Um, uh. I guess it because Jersey, it sucks. Is that like the stigma of Jersey, New I Jersey? Think so
1: I think like everyone from around and alive in the world right now
0: is that the hates New Jersey, Jersey, Jersey Shore. I, as someone from South Jersey, it sucks. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like that that is probably like the trash state next and we live in philadelphia which a lot of people call the trash city which i don't agree i think we have a lovely we're city a dumpster fire city i think I, there's a oh. big
1: there's a big difference between a trash city and a dumpster fire because uh, okay we have the super bowl uh that's true we are off we, we,
0: we are world champions yeah um, so, so
1: we might have burned the city to the ground but it's our city and we're living in our firing city
0: that's and true Jersey um,
1: doesn't choose to live in their shithole
0: that that's wow full circle we really brought that full circle but anyway it is may 1st 2018 um and soccer is f- still going on we apologize again we didn't podcast last week because uh i've been working like crazy and i want to cry but in the meantime i have beat god of war which was so good and i saw avengers so i did two meaningful things that you know a lot of people wouldn't find meaningful i find meaningful but it's all that counts count. yeah and there's also been some awesome soccer so um there are. We want to get to the awesome soccer. We want to talk so much soccer. Oh, but I, I know, I know. Um, and we're not a political podcast. Is obviously just a soccer podcast. That's what we intend to do. It's sort of so, bread and butter. So it's our, yeah. Like I, we want to make it so it's like the average Joe can listen to our podcast, not like some. It's like not old British commentators saying like up the ticks. Come on, Wigan. Right. Um, we don't want to be we just want to be you know your average joe and we don't want to talk about politics but we have to today because politics have come into soccer is that a good way to
1: put it it is and you know what i try and avoid politics i know kev does and especially on this show like we were saying as long as you watch soccer you're pretty cool with us and exactly and you know what we have a president that is very polarizing to say the least um and you know what he he's Done a lot of crazy shit, to say the least. And we're being polite. Yeah. And uh, you know what? He can go fuck himself. I'm just going to throw <laughs> that out there. But you um, know what? He did. He did. He did. Just, a, he's done we're a not here of... to make a No.
0: Okay. Um, I don't give a shit if you like Trump. I have a lot of friends who like right, Trump. Right. And, like, we hang out and drink. And then, yeah, we'll just – well, we're civil. You know what I mean? It's all about civility. It's not like – I guess we'll, we'll just cut to the chase. Trump commented on the World Cup – the he world tweeted about it. He, that's him commenting. Yeah, um, true that. About the World Cup bid in 2026, since we, uh, as United States, Canada, and Mexico, are the number one bid next to Morocco. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, and the rules say, the, rules, the FIFA rules clearly state, and I don't know if FIFA's corrupt as shit, but there are rules. There are guidelines, and the FIFA rules say that a country's government cannot directly or indirectly interfere <laughs> with the country's bid to be a World Cup host. Now Trump tweeted about it and then a week later yesterday he talked about it again in a a like a briefing fucking briefing or some shit, some, in the some Rose shit. I don't know what it means so yeah. this is twice now and you know what if you go after my soccer man if you ruin this
0: once in a lifetime world cup opportunity for us you're going to have people on the streets because the fun fact is my birthday tomorrow so the last world cup was in 94 in america and there was games in philadelphia yeah there would be games there would have been there there can still be be. there might be there still can be there's still hope that it can be in 2026 it can be united states but there are a couple problems with this with recent and i'm not trying to blame trump if we don't get the bid Mm -hmm. but there are some factors that would lead into that for one he called african nations shitholes and just fyi african countries make up the majority of the votes for the bid for the world cup because they make up the most countries um which is 54 votes and the second bid is for morocco which is an african nation which many of the countries in africa have already said like yeah we're going to vote for morocco um because also africa has a heavy um islamic population as well i believe i you know i don't know there is some is there's very i guess you could say high islamic population i think so that's fair to say okay um and this whole Muslim ban that we got going on doesn't look – doesn't favor us as well. We're saying like we – which is like a lot of players who are trying to come to MLS are having issues because there's a lot of Islamic players trying to come play in MLS. But they're worried that they're going to be kicked out or they're not going to be allowed in. So, and, so for me – sorry, sorry, real no, quick. go, go. I just – you know, it's just counterproductive. Like in Mexico and Canada have come out and said like – and they've commented on Trump's thing saying like, all right, I see what he's doing. I understand what he's doing, but the fact that he's almost threatening other countries—it seems like, like he, people will say, well, he's not actually threatening. It feels like a threat. That like, if you don't vote for us, like all these countries that we've sworn in, in NATO or whatever. I don't, I don't have the text right in front of me to quote it. But what I'm saying is, it just, does, it doesn't bid. This doesn't help, and it just feels like there was not a comment needed. Right. It doesn't seem like it was like again. It seems like a comment by a politician. That, like, just, like, stay in your lane? Like, I don't want to use that expression too much because that's, like, you know, some so overused. But it is kind of like, you know, like, just can you just let us have this one thing? I think Fox News said it best, and uh
1: I can't remember who the host was, but she said to LeBron James,
0: stick to sports. Oh, you know oh, what, it's, Trump... um, oh, fuck. I forget. It's the girl who, like, um.
1: Is it th- Tommy Lauren?
0: Is it that crazy I girl? I think it was, I think it was her, yeah. Yeah, anyway,
1: Tommy Lauren, also go fuck yourself. She said stick to sports to athletes. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Stick to politics, Donald. Just stick to politics, man. Just, well, kind of stick to politics. But don't touch my soccer. That's all I
0: ask. Stop tweeting like, about no, soccer. I, I honestly, I literally, like, when we were talking about this earlier, I'm like, I'm like, this, people are going to think this. Oh, it's fucking clickbait. You're going to put not Trump. Though. It's not, because he came into our right. Like, there's no deal. Like, we've. Joked on our other like forty some podcasts, like in passing, like haha fake news, haha like right. made little like Schneid comments at him and just as a joke. But this is where you you stepped into our like we did not want to come to you, you came to us. So you know I, I mean? feel
1: like this is real fucked up to say, but I feel like I feel like an immigrant right now. I feel like a minority who he has actually persecuted actual shit against I guess soccer now, is a niche
0: is a niche right and now he's come into
1: our world and he's he's done some shit that could could get this World Cup bid taken away from us and you know what that sucks that sucks it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity we were both one years old when the World Cup was last. I wasn't hit. even fucking born
0: oh, I was I was 94 I was one year old when we last had the uh, World Cup at least you and had you know, a chance
1: I could have been brought there, but my I think parents I was, were I, too selfish. It would have
0: been the summer, so I'd have been a month old. I was May of ninety four. Oh, I guess I could have been. Yeah. Fuck. And so anyway, how was it?
1: It was great. Oh, okay. I saw the Columbia final. fell out, right? Yeah. I saw that
0: whole documentary, the Thirty for Thirty, the yeah, two Escobars. The Escobar, yeah. yeah.
1: So, fact <laughs> of the matter: too long didn't read, too long didn't listen. If you're pissed off right now, don't be pissed off at us because we really could care less about your political leanings.
0: But stay yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, I honestly don't give a shit. Like. I have tons of friends who are Trump supporters. I have tons of friends who hate Trump. Yep. And I'm not going to delete you off Facebook because you rave and rive about gun rights. I don't give a fuck. Like, honestly, like, all I care about is soccer and drinking and yeah. not pissing off my girlfriend. Like, literally, those are my two top
1: three things. I care about three things. I care about soccer, drinking, motorcycle. That That's literally, like... If you don't fuck with those, then we're going to be best
0: friends. Yeah. If you fuck with those, then... This is what's gonna happen. Yeah, Um, so soccer. Yeah, so moving on. Well, I guess we've been talking about soccer, but I guess um, let's move into the big event of the weekend, uh, the Lads' Derby. So, should we should we do it now? I think Kevin. Okay, it's time. Okay, do it. Do Where is it? Okay. Kevin's got to
1: disappear over there real quick. Stay tuned. He'll be back with uh, something better.
0: Should I change on camera? I think so. Okay, keep running. I was going to
1: say uh, keep your shirt on. Keep People shirt. don't want to see that, but you know what? Okay. Take your shirt off, I'm Kevin. I'm taking my
0: shirt off right now. Yo, get wild. There's two guys in a room. One's taking his shirt off. You make it's the, cool. You, you make the assumption.
1: It's cool. I might take off. Uh, okay. Uh, so, the lads derby was this weekend. The second lads derby, Arsenal versus Manchester United. And you know what? It didn't failed to hype us up uh even though arsenal set out
0: almost a second team
1: oh look at this look at this look at Um, this manchester united support if you are
0: listening to our podcast we now have a live video that we now post on our youtube channel which is still under my name kevin j pettit you can look up just lads or loud americans discussing soccer you'll find it um if you are listening um i'm gonna try and give you a play-by-play i just took off my shirt it was pretty hot um, off camera, off camera. kind of on camera. I had to conceal. Are you? Some are you, are yeah. you okay? All right. I'm okay now. And I am now wearing a Manchester United jersey. It burns. It looks good on me. Hey. Thank you. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man. So Arsenal lost again to Manchester United, which I've been saying for the past decade. Um, and yep. So this is my punishment. A couple people, uh, like Anthony Chopa, uh, a couple people on Twitter once said shave my eyebrow. I I work. I don't want to go in with a shaved eyebrow. Some person said like you should get hit in the dick tea or not tea bag tea bag is when you get no, a, a balls like in your the head little punch like up the punch the punch in the dick and that's i don't just, want that that's, that's too it's much. like ele- you ever get punched in a dick and it feels like an electric like bolt i just you? forget I'm everything i just black out no pain. like remember when you were in middle school the thing was like to punch each other in the dick and like run away like haha, like that's sh- like i think about that sometimes and like that that's hard it's like I will it gives say me nightmares. it wasn't
1: like a punch.
0: It was just like a flick in the dick. Oh, a flick. Yeah. yeah they used to, I remember that in middle school and everyone was like, ha And like, you used to try and get that person. It was like right. the, the shittiest version of tag ever. It's like painful tag. tag. Dick tag. Dick tag. Yeah. I did but not. Not gay. Not, not, gay. Gay. not gay. Totally not gay. not gay. Hashtag not gay. Hashtag not gay.
1: So the game. So Arsenal fielded probably
0: the worst side, the of, the side, the side of the
1: season. The weirdest side. The worst slash weirdest side of the season. And you know what? Can the worst also be the youngest? Is that equivalent? Yeah, okay. So, they fielded the youngest-slash-worst side of the season, and the young kids actually held their own. The first half, uh, I got to see the first half. I was in New York again this weekend, and I watched the first half, very hungover, and uh, then watched the second half at a bar, because that's my life. And, um... The first half, you know what? I was I was kind of impressed by the Arsenal's youngsters.
0: Yeah. Nathan Niles. Niles. Dude, that kid's, like, going up against, like... Pogba definitely, like, held, like just... Because do- he was going up against, like, children in the midfield. Which I know he's so young. He's only, like, what, 25? But he's going up against 18-year-olds in the yeah. midfield. So, Pogba definitely dominated the midfield the first half. It was, like, men versus boys. Yeah. Uh, which it was. Um, but to be fair, I think they really held their own. Um, yeah. Definitely some stupid mistakes we're gonna get that from some 18 year old 19 year old kids you know what i mean so i can't like be too upset because i think wanger knows like season's over he's done fuck it let's uh get these kids in so i was i when i first saw the lineup my first thought was like are you f- fucking kidding me <laughs> i was like like it's like i was like thinking like some people just like the batman thing just some men just like to watch the world burn I was like, that's like literally my first thought. I was like, oh my god, Wenger just wants to watch Arsenal crumble now because he wants revenge. He's going to take the yeah, revenge on because it. Because he came out of comments. If That's the big thing we haven't talked about recently on our podcast is that Arsene Wenger, the big news, besides uh, the Lads' derby, which we'll transition to after the game, is Arsene Wenger is leaving Arsenal. So that is huge news. Um, but we'll talk more about that in a second. But back to the game. Um, what's it called? Uh, Manchester United hitting it off, starting it off, with the first goal, by,
1: it was off the post by Alexi Sanchez and Paul Pogba yeah, yeah. taps in the rebound. And I wanna, I wanna use this, this goal to really highlight one of the players, uh, Romelu Lukaku. When Manchester United bought Romelu Lukaku, he was bought as a center forward. He was bought as that poacher for goals. He was bought as a, um, Benzema, as a Benzema. A Benzema, yeah. As a Giroud, he was mm. bought for a poacher. And that I think big fucker in the box. Exactly. And I think. That what he's shown this season, his ability to create chances, his ability to cross the ball, to hold up the ball, we did not yeah. buy him for that, and he has done that spectacularly for Manchester United. And I thought that assist that assist that he had to uh, Alexi Sanchez was fantastic. He posted up on the outside of the 18,
0: after just holding beautiful the ball cross,
1: and just tipped it. Yeah, it was, it was
0: wonderful. I mean, I'm so... Alexis is fucking kicking himself so hard for not Hector missing that. Hector
1: Melorin. Oh, what a great save. I'm not going to take anything away from it.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying... Um, I think Alexis is going to be upset with himself. But, I mean, not upset that Pogba scored. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Um, but, yeah, again, um, Pogba being in the right place. And I think it's also good for him because he's playing it more forward where we're always like, oh, he's playing where he's supposed to be. Pogba right. was in that perfect position and going back to lukaku like what you're trying to say about his comments is um i think lukaku's really has adapted his game this year compared to like when he was at ever like at everton that i really think we've talked about this multiple times and i think i've mentioned it you've mentioned it his hold-up play is so amazing which a lot of people don't think about his hold-up play and we're talking about like when the ball when you're that solo like you're playing Fortnite, you're that solo up there by yourself and you can literally wait for support and he's a fucking rugby player yeah like he, he can yeah. literally body mostly every other player um in the premier league for and hold the ball and be able to set up his uh, and i think that goes to show like people are like oh he didn't score that many goals as he did at everton this season and i would say like no but he got more assists i think i don't know the stats on that but i think he's definitely created more chances which he's becoming more of a adaptable adaptable player to like what it, what is necessary. He's doing what is necessary for the team.
1: Right. He's not a true striker where the only thing he, he's on the field to do is score goals, to poach goals, to be in the box, and score headers, volleys, what have you. And the fact that he can play as a hold-up striker, but at the same time, and you saw this in the uh, Manchester versus uh, Arsenal game, Lukaku was on the edge of the defense the entire time looking for runs down mm. and past the Arsenal defense. And once he got it, even if those runs were like too far outside, he was able to hold up the ball. And like you said, like I said earlier, this isn't the Lukaku that Manchester United bought. This is Lukaku adapting himself, bettering himself. And it's really cool to see the improvement that Lukaku has made in this one season alone. And I'm going to go as far to say that Manchester not its best transfer in the Jose Mourinho era has been Romelu Lukaku.
0: Ooh, that's... Yeah, that's, that's, no, that's no, 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 no. I, I see it's, it. It's, it's, not, it's not it's not outlandish. No, What I want to say is, like, that's that, that's an interesting take. I like that. I like that a lot because it's different. Because, like, it's hard to grade a transfer by Mourinho when he hasn't really... I don't want to say he hasn't really won think because he won an FA Cup. He won a Europa Cup. He might win another FA Cup. Anything um, real. I'll throw that, that in there. I'm um, not scared of that what I'm trying to say is it's hard to grade transfers um this early sometimes. I mean some are like, Oh, Salah is the most brilliant transfer ever. Right, right, right. And which you can grade immediately or you need some time. Like I want to say Pogba, but again he's had so many dips and he has so many like he's not consistent. Where I think Lukaku's been pretty consistent. I would have said Zlatan last year if he didn't get hurt. Honestly, I think Zlatan would have been a great pickup. Because he, when he was fit, he was so amazing. But I, I honestly can't give an answer right now. I'd have to think about it.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, Manchester United has brought in so many people. So there's so many options. And the only reason I would not pick Paul Pogba is because Paul Pogba does not have this rapid development that Romelu Lukaku has had in one season alone. And uh, I can't really fault that on Paul Pogba. He's being played out of position and Lukaku is not. And... So we will see as the, uh, as the time goes on and these players improve and if Jose Mourinho stays with Manchester United and stays in this developmental role for these younger kids to see how it is. But on the flip side of things, an ex-Manchester United player looked the best player for Arsenal this game, Henrik Mkhitaryan.
0: Yeah, he came up and uh, tied up the whole game. It was um, a beautiful. It shot. was a goal. Like I, 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 I don't want to fault the Haya too much because it went between the legs of uh Lindewolf? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and um, so <laughs> I just peeked in my mouth a little bit. That was really good. It was just a bad burp. It's, you ever get...
1: it's it's this beer. It's the I know. Jersey and I juice. usually and I usually <laughs>
0: like flying fish, which is weird. I think flying fish is really good. I just don't think I like this beer. It's the Jersey
1: juice. except Now that I'm like. I the feel DRN, like it's just it's I, decent now.
0: Do you remember Futurama? Like the yeah, the, the yeah, slurp yeah. juice when they go to the uh, the factory, like the Willy Wonka factory in yes. Futurama. That's what like the color Hashtag reminds me best of. Show ever. Oh my god, I fucking love Futurama. I fucking Fry. Oh oh, oh my that's God. That's me. Le- Leela. Leela. Oh my Aww. god, such a babe. Yeah, that
1: one-eyed girl. Like I have a yeah. thing for cyclops. Man. Yeah, I
0: think I think because you would have deaf perception, my dick would look better.
1: My dick always can look. Because she only has
0: one eye to look at it. You have two. That's too many dicks. That's too many eyes on one dick. That's
1: why I. Always try not in one eye.
0: One eye. I- uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, going back to the Mickey <laughs> Tarian goal. So David De Gea um, was kind of offset. It was, wasn't really his fault. He couldn't really. I know I'm trying. I'm trying to keep it serious. Go back to soccer. Um, and for him, he couldn't see the ball coming. And then Mickey Tarian just went right across De Gea, like right across the keeper. And um, so it was it was an excellent goal. Um, and at that point, I thought there was a little bit of hope. I thought Arsenal was finally going to get their first away points in 2018. That you fucks not... me up. So, so to go back to this, Arsenal has not gotten any, that's not even a draw against any side away in England this, uh, this entire year. Which to be in fact, there's January, February, March, April. It is now May 1st. It's gonna be. Months. It's gonna be May, and it's I hate be the, May. I hate that fucking me. Like, I fucking hate it, it so much. I try much. to avoid Twitter, but it's like today. it's almost like um like sheesh. sheesh. Like when the part of my take guys yeah. are doing, I couldn't help but not say sheesh all the time. Right, fuck Lebron. Um, yeah, for real. So what was I gonna say? So anyway, Henrik. Henrik, wow, going up against his former club of five minutes. He was at. And yeah, I feel like there was no love lost between no. other parties. No, I don't. I, there was commentators saying like, "Oh, is Mickey to- is, is Mickey looking over at Mourinho? Is he making eyes at him?" I'm like, "Why? There's no reason. Like, you it was just there wasn't for five months. It, it didn't like. There's no reason to hold a grudge against a guy after five months. I can see a year. Right? I, I, I can I, see a season. Yeah, yeah. Like, I barely like. I don't hold grudges. Like, for me, like, I don't give a fuck enough. I forget about him. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, you don't like each other. All right. Like, you mm. don't like me. Okay. I'm cool. Like, I'll, I'll be i'll be fine i'm gonna fucking have a beer like (laughs) it it doesn't that doesn't affect me i don't think there's really any love loss between mickey and Mourinho. we might find out more later but then again i don't really care like that that relationship was so short that it doesn't matter to me like i'm more interested in like arsenal or arson wanger versus Mourinho relationship because that rivalry's been going on for over a decade
1: and it's it's really been such a such an intense rivalry and uh this is this is working as a perfect transition, but we're not done yet. We've talked about two goals. Should we just one Should, more, should one we just talk, should
0: we just talk about the Frode wonder? The fucking. Uh, he's not most, a Frode wonder.
1: He's a Frode— it,
0: uh, fucker. He's, he's a piece <laughs> of shit. Um. So Mario Filanini comes on, and every time he comes on, I look at Martin because because I know Martin's gonna be like, just make this like like that face like I gotta take a shit face like that. It's like know? the dad disappointment face where just it's just like
1: fuck. Like, oh, Fucking it! I hate you, son.
0: It's like, son, you forgot to take out the trash Sunday. No? no. You did it again, You did it again. It's like, oh, sorry, dad. I just went to... All right. And but, I just want to throw this out there. He,
1: Marwan... For, for,
0: uh,
1: <laughs> uh, I'm going to try this again. Marwan Fellaini is up for a new contract extension. I wish I could express to my family right now. Because you guys, the lad's family is my real family. I wish I could tell my family <sighs> how... Full of hatred. How full of just disgust I am that this is even a possibility. He was brought on in the 82nd minute probably. And for six straight minutes, he gave the ball away in the midfield. Yeah. does He matter. won the goal. Doesn't he, matter. He got a goal got, and won the, the game. Win. But he gave the ball away six straight times in the midfield to smaller players. That tree is the biggest tree on the field.
0: He's an Ent from he's the Lord a, of the Rings. Yeah, but
1: a shit Ent like, that would join like, joined Sauron's def- forces.
0: He's not Tree be- Treebeard. He's like the one who gets caught on fire. Yes. He, and he's like running around like... That's him.
1: If you Aah. haven't seen Lord of the Rings, sorry for so, the spoiler. Spoiler. Um, but yeah, so Sir ents <laughs> uh, a.k.a. Marwan Flaney, a.k.a. the biggest douchebag in the world,
0: is somehow... Oh my god. I hate him I so know, much. I know,
1: I know. If there's a United fan uh,
0: out there that loves... Fellaini if you have me, a Flaney jersey, you. if you have a Flaney jersey right now,
1: please just fucking just just. Unless f- you're an Everton fan, then I get it because your team's shit.
0: Yeah. And so is Marron Flaney. Oh man, Big Sam, ten more years. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just fitting that Arsene Wenger would go to his last game at Old Trafford and lose in a in a and I love it. It's like everyone was saying like in a Fergie time goal, like which he's just been just notoriously just getting his shit rocked by Fergie. His like the Latin, ghost of Fergie, yeah. Just Fergie has just been rocking him. It doesn't matter, and it does Louis Van Gaal beat Arsene Wenger with just Marcus Rashford? Remember that? Yeah. Um. It's just and, he, and yes, he got his first one against Mourinho last year, but then again, at that point, Mourinho's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just focusing on the Europa League. I'm so, like 14 and you know, one it's, against you. It's yeah, okay. the, the record between Mourinho and Arsene Wenger is startling. <laughs> it is literally the craziest, it's horrific. It is absolutely <laughs> insane. How good Mourinho is, not only at soccer, but getting in his head. I saw a 433, the one Instagram, like post like Mourinho comments about Arsene Wenger this week. And I was like, oh my God. It was just just a highlight reel of Mourinho's best shit talking against Arsene Wenger. Please look it up on YouTube or something. It's literally Mourinho saying, like, you know, I actually have to worry about my job. He gets to do whatever he wants. And like stuff like that, just like little jabs and jibes where like people are like, "Uh, did, did he really just say that? And you're like, and he just gets away with it because it's Mourinho and he wins. So Dude,
1: I think it's like I think it's like the really really hot girl in high school that was just so mean to the nerd in school like every single day and nothing happened <coughs> out of it because Mourinho was able to do whatever the fuck he wanted when it came to Wenger, in all honesty. oh yeah I mean like, like he, he was had... able to say some horrible shit full range like yeah. I, it,
0: it was it's and like I've always hated Mourinho, and a lot of people don't like Mourinho. I don't like Mourinho uh, because okay he's with got, him being a coach. He, yeah, I mean, like because he's kind of a cock. He's but kind he, of a cock. But, yeah. he's a, but he's he's a good cock. You know what I mean? As a porn star would say, that's a good cock. It's a decent cock. Yeah, because it gets the job done. It's a it, it finishes. You know what I mean? In one eye. In one eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad we got there. Yeah. That was that was a really good full, full circle. circle. <laughs> All right, let's move on. That Arsenal with another loss. Let's talk about Arsene Wenger, gone. He is now leaving at the end of the season. So, um, Martin, do you want to start? How are you? Let me ask you. Let me pose this question. What are your feelings about Arsene Wenger to start off with in the future? And what is his legacy? Um,
1: To put it simply, if Arsene Wenger retired four years ago, he would have been heralded as one of the best managers in the history of soccer. Um, yes, he did not win a Premier League after 2005. Um, four. I just want to clarify. Four. 2004, 2005, right? No, 2003, no three, 2004, yeah. Sorry. Uh, so, yes. So, after 2004, he did not win a Premier League. Um, he never won the Champions League. Uh, but he changed the face of soccer. He changed the tactics of football. He changed the diets of footballers. He, he's done everything new. And... Basically, you can track back a lot of the uh, new and regular techniques that not only tacticians and managers use right now, but the physio uses right now to Arsene Wenger. He was a trailblazer. However, and this is a huge caveat on his career, Mm -hmm. he ruined, and I'm going to use that word specifically, he ruined his legacy in the past four years. He should have gone out... In 2013 he should have gone out on top legacy intact but the fact of the matter is he stuck around he tried to save a sinking ship and the captain arson winger turned out to be the one who sank that ship in the first place so he tried to correct all of his faults but in the end he ended up ruining his reputation and if I can use one sentence to sum up his legacy he was a trailblazer but he tried to fight for his position and fight for his legacy too hard, and it ended up costing him his reputation. He
0: was a trailblazer who got burned. Yes. He got burned. Okay, um, so I'm, as the residential Arsenal fan on this pod, even though I'm fucking wearing a Manchester United jersey right now because I lost a fucking bet. Glory,
1: glory, United.
0: I don't even know where to begin. Because I'm not going to be one of those fucking hypocritical Arsenal fan TV hypocritical Arsenal fans who are now coming out of the woodwork Thank saying like, who I are coming you know no, no, no I, this needs to be addressed because yeah. all these Arsenal fans who've been saying like oh fuck awesome yeah. fuck awesome weng weng out yeah. fuck fan blood this is it's time it's fucking time and then now they're saying like they're coming out literally 180 coming out and course, saying and and coming out and saying like what a legacy left behind. The Invincibles, Dennis Bergkamp's goal, fuck, oh, the Doubles, Champions League Final 2006, and saying, like, wow, what an impact on world football he's had. And uh. let me start out by saying that I've been on the Winger Out campaign this entire podcast. You can go back. I think since you started watching soccer, you've, you've been, been on yeah. the Winger Out <laughs> campaign. And, like, I have to say, like, I'm saying this, and I'm not trying to be hypocritical, but what I'm trying to say is. Yes, he changed the face of soccer. Going back to what Martin just said, he came in, was coaching in Japan mm-hmm. prior to coming to Arsenal in, I believe, 96, um, and totally changed the face of dieting, of what's it called, uh, physical therapy, yeah. um, in terms of bringing international players. Arsene Wenger has the, the record for most diverse uh, starting 11s in soccer history. If you look at the starting eleven. Um, of the Invincibles, you literally have like almost like eight different countries represented in that starting eleven, which is incredible. Because before the Premier, and that's huge for the Premier League, because there's been nothing but like British, like English, Scottish. Fucking, we're gonna go stay with. I'm a pinky fucking blind man. We're, we're going to stay with our fucking roots. Yeah. Um. Which I still blood say, in, blood go out, Go
1: back to go back to your roots, yeah. England. Blood,
0: blood in, blood out, mate. Um, and Arsene Wenger changed that for world football. Not only in the Premier League, but he changed it. <laughs> on a global scale where yeah. you're like La Liga was nothing but Spanish you had um and you started seeing more more diverse players realizing oh you can tap into talent in Africa like getting Kolo you can tap in the different talent from different parts of the world and have them all work together Arsene Wenger is a pioneer and I've no quarrels with him as size he should have left a lot earlier and he's pretty much made Arsenal the butt of the joke of the Premier League Mm -hmm. and it hurts as a fan as a club that has you know gained such a reputation as being a world power in football it hurts and I know Arsene Wenger he's so passionate he's loves this club more than he would love his fucking son I don't know if he has one but if he did he'd love it more than this club if you know if Arsene Wenger has a son, add us, on, tell us. On Twitter, lads I actually, underscore podcast. What uh, a fucking transition. Thank you, thank you. At, at lads podcast Instagram, uh, lads podcast Facebook, and uh, we have a website, www.ladspodcast.com. Uh, we'll talk about stadium scene later, because that's our like sponsor, our homies, our guys who fuck with us. Um, But... I love Arsene Wenger. I have this book I wanted to present right here. Again, I'm showing because we're on video right now on our YouTube channel. It's not
1: a real book, guys. Kevin
0: Chaypeta. It's it's called Invincible, and it talks about the entire Invincible season, about taking Sol Campbell from Tottenham, talking about getting all these different players from different around the world to make the most perfect Premier League team arguably of all time. I say arguably because you can say the 1999 Manchester United, the 2008 Manchester United, you can say. Don't uh, you say it. Don't you say it. I know what you're going to say. Did you want me to say Man City? I'm not going to say it because, I mean, Chelsea last year broke the win record. I mean, and Man City just tied it up this year. Anyway, um, what I'm going to say about Arsene Wenger is I love Arsene Wenger, but I hate Arsene Wenger because he not only made me fall in love with football, he almost made me fall like to be just like just hit that just like that's good enough. That that's good enough like peak where that's not okay. Where that, like, oh, fourth place is a trophy. He's quoted in saying, like, fourth place should be a trophy because that's so hard in the Premier League. That's not okay. It is not okay to accept a mediocrity. It is not okay to accept that because you can fall on past accomplishments. That's not okay. So I'm going to stand with it. I'm very happy our someone is leaving. It's been time, and then I'm very excited for the future – and whoever uh, the new manager is going to be, please understand that this is, as if you're an Arsenal fan listening to this right now, this is going to be a transition period. Don't expect someone to come in like Antonio Conte, like Pep Guardiola, like uh, Mourinho, to come in and just totally win the league the next season. These things take time. Look at Manchester United. Look at several other clubs who are Liverpool, who hasn't won a league in 20 years, have been trying to for so long. So... I just dissed your club and your thumbs upping. Dissing them. Therefore, okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So, just understand that you're gonna like cry, weep, and understand in cry and weep that Wenger's gone and we haven't won because oh my god, we should have kept Wenger. No, 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 no. His time is up. This is it. I loved him, but you know, if you love something, set it free. I think
1: I think there's a uh, perfect metaphor to end this uh, love story with Arsene Wenger. So. Imagine you fall in love, deeply in love, Oh, deeply, deeply in love. You think they are the world. They are the sun. They are the moon. Okay. And four years down the line, they, they just do this beautiful, amazing thing for you that has never been done before, that has just made you feel such elation. Uh,
0: they they finally air. touch your butthole.
1: Yes. And one every single game without losing a single game in a season so touch the butthole and uh go undefeated um it's wonderful it's i haven't had either of those so you know what actually no i have had my butthole touched once i freaked out and i almost (laughs) cried afterwards so you should let it happen i refuse to because okay go on all right
0: so go back Go back to your story so
1: anyway she touched your butthole and she won't you're right, Kev. That was really good.
0: Sorry, I wasn't I thought I thought we were done with the butthole talk.
1: No, never. Okay. Alright. So you fall so deeply in love with someone and you have a period of ten, fifteen years where it's just happiness every day, every night. And then for five years, six years straight, you're just struggling to keep that anger in. You're struggling to not lash out. You're struggling not to hate the person that's in front of you. And I feel, and I don't know about this, but I feel like that is what Arsene Wenger has done to um, Arsenal. There are such great times in the history of Arsene Wenger's time at uh, Arsenal. There are such happy times with Arsene Wenger at the helm. But in the past five, six years, there's been nothing but resentment. And it it, uh, it really uh, kind of makes you forget about the happy times. These are the recent times. You're angry. You're pissed. And that's what it is at the end of the day. He's ruined your thought. He's ruined your memory of Arsene Wenger and Arsenal. Tainted. Tainted. Because he stuck around too long. Because he was too stubborn to leave. Because I think, and like Kev said, he loves this fucking team. Um, probably more than his kids, if he has kids. Please, we don't know.
0: Please add us. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not putting a link at, like, there
1: might be a link, probably not
0: though. No, probably not. I'm too lazy. Um, so yeah, it's, it's so that's kind of a, like
1: a fucked up situation, to be honest. Yeah, it's I, and, and he's and
0: he's very upset because he was forced out. He's come out and quoted saying like it wasn't his choice to leave. And you know what? I don't like I said earlier. I don't think he would have left unless he was forced out. He would literally been tooth and nail crawling, like like banging, banging on the door, throwing like rocks at like, window, just being dragged out. Yeah. So I think this is the only way. That he would have left so in
1: somewhat a dignified fashion because I mean Arsene Wenger for all of his faults he has been a stalemate or a uh,
0: yeah I he mean He has been
1: whatever it's called um, for such a long
0: time yeah I mean like the before the Manchester United Arsenal game you had Sir Alex Mourinho mm-hmm. and Arsene Wenger all together like hugging saying yeah, congratulations I to ask you a question oh yeah about no, that. no 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 yeah um I just want to say one thing just uh it was such a an emotional photo to see. Three people who have really, for me, and definitely for you, have essentially wrote the history, wrote the story. You can't write the Premier League history without those three guys. Absolutely, you like, you cannot, you, you, you cannot tell the story of the Premier League without including these three men. And the fact that they have came and shaped the Premier League and come together and like love each other, I see they have like as much as they've like. Fergie and Arsene Wenger back in the early 2000s hated each other, and there was even a rumor that psh, uh, fucking Arsene Wenger was going to replace Sir Alex when he had that really bad t- year when uh, Manchester United didn't do well. And then Mourinho, obviously, we don't have to get into his whole history coming to Chelsea and winning the league a bunch of times. Like, you can't write the history of the Premier League without mentioning these three men. I can't really think of another manager.
1: No, you really can't, because no, no manager have been has so been influential s- yeah. as those three. And s- been in the Premier League for so long, and manage for so many years. So at three
0: of the top clubs.
1: Exactly. So my question is, and this kind of fucks me up because, I mean, I'm. I no am getting all emotional. I'm right? getting like teary eyed. I, I mean I don't like Arsene Wenger. I never have. I'm I'm just gonna put it out there. But that's just my bias as a Manchester United fan. And now that Kevin's with me on the Manchester United side of things, he hates Arsene too. Go Hashtag fuck yourself. Only facts. <laughs>
0: Facts, uh, o- facts only. Thank you.
1: <laughs> so, my question was, after so many years of hatred between Arsene Wenger and the tandem of Jose Mourinho and uh, Sir Alex, it kind of seems awkward that all of a sudden it was a love fest. Like, congratulations, Arsene. Uh, like, I would expect Arsene to have some balls and be like, Get the fuck away from me. I don't need you hugging me. I don't no, need you presenting. No. A trophy I I
0: I I I really think it was like a very sentimental moment for both managers cuz I think Sir Alex was made better by yeah, by yeah. Arsene Wenger. I don't think Sir Alex would be the manager without the competition in the force. It's kind of like the Detroit Pistons making Michael Jordan better. Without uh, the, the bad boys The Detroit. bad boys Pistons making Michael Jordan the greatest fucking the hardest player ever to play basketball with the biggest killer instinct the detroit pistons are arsenal and the bulls michael jordan are manchester united without that
1: how does that feel it, it's,
0: it's it's reason right. yeah i mean it makes i mean I'm, I'm not upset at it i'm just telling you i mean like we had our detroit pistons won two titles back to back i mean mm-hmm. our manchester arsenal won and they haven't really won since since 2004 Chancy chauncey billups so it's the same thing with arsenal it's the same thing we won briefly while another team flourished for a six-year span Manchester united went and flourished way after just like the bulls so i think it's a good analogy i think it's a solid analogy to show that sir alex would not be the manager oh are you right i think so yeah thank you thank you Thank you. I, I Analogy of the pod.
1: That's uh-huh. fucking fantastic. It um, all just hit me all of a sudden. You yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, I think I can understand your point, saying, like, Arsene Wenger being like, hey, fuck off, mate. Um, And just, like, I don't want anything to do with you. Like, you're just writing, like, you know, like, you're, you're retired. Like, you don't understand. I'm still under so much pressure. I'm living in the new age of football. You know what I mean? So I can see your point, but I think it's more love because he – because I think they both looked at each other and they knew, like, it's time.
1: Okay, yeah, I get that with uh, Sir Alex and um, Sir Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger, but Jose Mourinho has just been mean. He's been cruel. He's been evil. Oh no, I've
0: I didn't say anything about Mourinho because. So cause let's if,
1: move on to that because that that was like probably I percent okay, okay, okay. of what I was kind of weirded out by. Okay okay
0: okay. So I think Mourinho and Arsene Wenger have respect. There's a difference. I think Ferguson. And Arsene Wenger have a love for each other because it goes deeper than right, Mourinho. Absolutely. And Ferguson's never been kind of like, you know, like a dick. He's always respected Arsenal. I don't think Mourinho's ever respected Arsenal because no. their glory came before even he was in the Premier League because he came in, what, 2005?
1: I think so. He came in. Because that's when they won. The yeah. Yeah. Came club. in.
0: Yeah. So for him, like, he never had to go through the tenure of, like, 98 to fucking 2004 where Arsenal were literally him and. Manchester United were neck and neck. Like, it was Arsenal, then Man United, Arsenal, Man United. It was literally back and forth. So, for Mourinho, I think there's just a level of respect in terms of uh, credentials of how good a manager each of them are. So, for me, I I mean, I still don't like Mourinho as just, like, as a person and as a tactician because I think the way he plays football is just really boring and just, you know, he gets the results, which is good. But for me, like, I don't – that's not the kind of football I like to watch – um but i can't not respect him and i think arson wingers in the same boat i think he's just like yep i respect you you're good and i uh it's like the cop like when uh louis ck is in parks and rec and he talks like a cop he's like oh yep uh that's exactly what i would do and i would go and uh, i would go and uh tell you this yes um my louis ck reference uh I who's like it. um i don't think people will like it because louis ck is a piece of shit
1: yeah he is he's damn uh, it louis uh, i, I fucking... he ruined everything yeah so uh too long didn't read part 2 um Arson Wenger is out. Sads on one half of the podcast and it's it's kind of weird. And so let's uh just touch upon a couple other games in the Premier League. We've got Liverpool versus Stoke City and to be honest, I cannot remember when the last time Liverpool was held 0-0. Yeah, Liverpool in the not League.
0: scoring a goal is such an anomaly. It is so weird not seeing them or Salah on the score sheet cuz he's on the score sheet right. mostly every other game. Um it is crazy, and Salah is so close to breaking the all-time Premier League goal-scoring record, which is absolutely insane. Um, he's sitting at, what, 31 goals right now, and that's insanity. Um, so it's disgusting. I mean, listening. Stoke is in a race not to be relegated. I mean, I think they're fighting tooth and nail. I think Liverpool are just trying to get—I think Liverpool is also in the mindset, like, fuck the Premier League, it's over. Like, we're ready for the Champions League. They got the big Roma game tomorrow.
1: Mm-hmm. And Stoke, I mean, for their credit, they're in nineteenth right now. They're uh, three points from safety, so they were fighting tooth and nail. And you know what? They did what they had to do. Somehow they shot.
0: There's a possible penalty shout pe- penalty Pen- penalty penalty penalty. Kennedy, Kennedy, Kennedy. It's like you ever seen Ferris Bueller? Yeah. Kennedy, mm-hmm. Kennedy, Kennedy. Um. So there was a penalty shout for Liverpool. I didn't see it, but. Um, no, no. I mean, I don't. I didn't. Not that I didn't see the game. I didn't see the penalty. penalty. Call. Yes, thank you. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I think if they can come out and get into the Champions League final, that, that's a great year for Liverpool.
1: Absolutely. I. Um, think that so I already, think, yeah, you know, solidified their place as either third or second place.
0: And I mean, Tottenham's creeping. So we can just transition right to. Let's do Chelsea first. So uh, Liverpool, stupid tie, draw, whatever. F- fuck you, soccer. You know. Uh, perfectionist with your yeah,
1: you know what? Chelsea somehow edged out a one zero win against Swansea, which
0: isn't really that hard.
1: It's not, but I want to throw out a story right now.
0: My beautiful Swans, ah, uh, your Swans suck.
1: So, I was in New York City again.
0: <laughs> Don't make eye contact with me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was in New York City again this weekend. I was uh in New York like three weeks ago, and I went to a uh, a random bar i walk walked from Times Square to, like, the dive bars that I can actually afford. And so I ended up in this random bar three weeks ago, and I asked for them to turn on the Liverpool game. I think it was the thumping of Southampton or something. Sounds about right. And so this weekend I'm back again, and I somehow wander to the exact same space. The bartender recognizes me. My uh, best friend from back home, Mooresville, Kyle Phillips. Uh, Find him on Facebook. Say mean shit to him. He's a piece of shit. He, uh, the bartender recognized me and was just like, "You want to put soccer on?" I was just like, "Yeah, fuck you! Goddamn right! <laughs> You're goddamn right! I want to put on fucking soccer." You know me. You know me better than anyone. So what he up? put on this. What up, Chelsea- bro? <laughs> He put on the Chelsea Swansea game, and for all the shit talk that Mourinho gets. Chelsea is
0: just as boring in some games. I mean, they were last year, too, with Antonio yeah. Conte. They really yeah. dug out, like, 1-0 wins. Right. And a lot of, like, last-ditch winners. I think yeah. um, I think Antonio Conte has a more fire. Maybe the, maybe we ignored the fact that they played kind of boring last year. Because to the it's fact, his first year, to, wins to, the league, yeah. To the fact that Antonio Conte was... I think he was a, such a good tactician last year, knowing the faults of... Other managers' first years coming in, like Pep and Mourinho, mm-hmm. um, and taking advantage of that, and that Arsenal is just a fucking mess as usual. <laughs> um, so yeah, they really grinded out a result here. Um, it's a, uh, it's going to be real. I'm real. The- not a lot of people are talking about this anymore, but the curious case of Chelsea of what's going to happen to many other players and their manager next right. year is Antonio. Cont- i just want to pose these questions. No, I, I, I want to so hear them. So is Antonio Conte going to stay at Chelsea? I don't think so. I think there's tons of problem with Abramovich. Abramovich has no problem getting rid of managers. Or patience. Or, no, there's no patience. Yeah. It's like win or get the fuck out. Exactly. Um, Eden Hazard has been mentioned to go to another club, such as Real Madrid. Um I think Nagoli Kante might be looking at another club. I think he can. Ooh, that's,
1: uh, Ooh, that's bold. I yeah. Like that.
0: Um, also they might get a Morata because Morata hasn't performed. They might go out and buy another striker and get rid of Morata. I'm calling it now. I think Morata has underperformed this season. And I think Abramovich, he's not stupid. Abramovich is not stupid. He has won. Chelsea is the most successful club in the past decade by far. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So for me, like I think Abramovich will see if someone falls short, he cuts dead weight like it's nothing else. Like the Russian, he is. He sees that dead weight. He gets that fucking polar bear and he fucking mauls him. So what I want to say is, I this, don't
1: know if Russians use polar bears to maul people, but I'm so about
0: that. Yeah, I'm about it too. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah thank you. Um, Putin
1: probably has like eighteen. He, polar rides bears. Him. he rides them.
0: He rides them while he he is on top of a polar bear while they eat the person in front of him.
1: Every twenty three hours, any reporter out of the day. Putin is on a polar bear. Oh yeah, and shirtless. Oh, absolutely. Oh, shirtless. I thought that was just given with vodka
0: in one hand and a gun, (laughs) assault rifle. Putin fucking rocks, dude. I mean, he's a piece of shit, but he rocks. But he's fucking Dude, The the dude is a fucking badass, but he is a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. But
1: Abramovich is. He kills. He
0: he like kills reporters and shit. Like he might kill us. We're next. (laughs)
1: Putin, please kill me.
0: Actually, actually, yeah. This is actually a saving grace. It's a plea. Wow, it's a yeah. plea to kill me.
1: I'm a poet and I didn't know it. Anyway, Chelsea gets that win 1-0 off of uh, Swansea with a Cesc Fabregas goal in the fourth minute. And after that, it was boring as shit. But to touch quickly on the most interesting game of the weekend, I think, in my eyes.
0: Not the last RB?
1: No. It's Crystal Palace. Dicking on Leicester City. They won five zero and it was so bad Ooh. that Jamie Vardy came on Instagram and publicly apologized You to know the it's fans. serious when it's Instagram. Right. So uh yeah that's... He tried to slip in the DMs for an apology. That's how serious it
0: is. serious 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 snape. Serial it is. Serial. It it's serial. It's um, tricks. Yeah, I this one just totally blew right by me. When you told me about this, I've totally forgot about this game, but it is a serious scoreline. When you lose by more than three goals, that is devastating to a Especially club.
1: Especially to a team like Crystal Palace. Like, I'm, I'm not going to talk shit about Crystal Palace. I'm pretty sure I think fans we fans
0: talk enough shit about you. Um, I mean, we talk enough shit yeah. about Crystal Palace. Right, it goes right. without saying.
1: And they win 5-0. Of course, Jamie Vardy has to come out and apologize.
0: Let's flip the switch. Let's public, go. public apology. <laughs> uh, I, I, it's like fucking like a congressman who just got called sending a dick pic. I'm. It's like pretty much these. Oh, our roommates are playing Fortnite right now and so. winning
1: by the oh. sounds of it.
0: If you guys can hear, hey, we're saying relevant and hip. Hey, Fortnite, 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 Fortnite. Fortnite. Fortnite All okay. right. Um, let's talk about uh, Man City beating West Ham's dick off 4 one. Um, goals by Lero Sa- Leroy 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 Jenkins, Jenkins. Sané. and um, uh, Pablo Zableta with an own goal. Gabriel Jesus and uh, Fernandinho. My my accent's getting way better, by the way. It's really not, Kev. No, but it did sound like, It did start out of pretty pretty crazy because it was 1-1 at one point with that uh cresswell getting a goal for west ham and you're just thinking to yourself like okay maybe uh man city you know slipping They didn't slip it was a complete complete shit show by man city just reaffirming that why they are the premier league champions and why
1: why joe hart should not start for any english event ever for the rest of his life
0: yeah, that's that goes without saying. It just reaffirms that like they will, they might end the league with over a hundred points. The Centurions, Man City, might win the most Premier League games. They definitely will, and not only that, end with over a hundred points. That is absolute insanity over a thirty-eight game, uh, what's it called, uh, season. So for me, wow, they have to go down as one of the top Premier League sides.
1: Uh, see You know what, mm.
0: Cause what This your... is my worst nightmare I know It, it really It really it, it really, <laughs> it's it really just is
1: Fucking like Crushing all the records And then you got Liverpool in the Champions League So As a Manchester United fan This is probably The worst year uh, 2017 2018 Probably the worst Year of my life Yep Just gonna throw that, just out throw that out there,
0: there? Okay That's fair uh, Move on to um Another disappointing team Tottenham uh, getting a win against Watford, 2 0. Delhi Ali with a very, you know, non-chill-offish goal. Because um, wasn't it an own goal?
1: No, it was Delhi Ali. Um, oh, I it was Delhi Ali, uh... yeah.
0: Oh, but his celebration was very humble. Yeah, yeah I remember seeing yeah. that, yeah. I'm just so um, sick
1: of celebrations. Like, I'm yeah. just going to throw that out there. If soccer players could just stick to
0: sliding on their knees. Or fist pumping the crowd, or or, or I love Salahs. I mean, honestly, just him just going like, right, yeah. Like oh Salah, Salah! Cool. I literally wish I was a Liverpool fan.
1: Or do this here, Kept do this. The-
0: yeah. I almost, I almost, <laughs> uh, I almost, I almost kissed the, uh, I almost kissed the Manchester United symbol I was so close. on his on his jersey. I was so close. I don't know where this jersey's been. Ooh. I don't know where it's been, so I don't want to kiss it. I'm jacked off to it. Oh, oh, I don't blame you. Is it Rooney? It is that that hairline. (laughs) I just want to (laughs) fucking um. So yeah, back to reality. But let's not forget Harry Kane also scored the second goal. He is up to twenty-seven goals in this Premier League season, which is phenomenal. That is, he's only four goals behind muhammad salah and he has not played a lot of games right. so and, and let's not forget i saw the stat it may have been bleacher report or be warmers harry kane scored eight goals in his last three premier league games and there's only like two premier league games left he could easily catch muhammad salah depending on the schedule i forget who are the last two teams they play we won't look it up now but i mean harry kane's possible of scoring against the top six he can score against anyone
1: yeah, and I think the thing that is so remarkable about Harry Kane is that he's 24 fucking years old. Let me say it again for the people in the back. Shit,
0: I turn 24 tomorrow. I'm a piece of shit.
1: I've been 24. Harry Kane, stop putting me to shame. Mm,
0: he's making you look like shit.
1: And he's scored the most goals in the Premier League for the past two years running. Yep. Two years running. Well, now...
0: Mo I mo- wasn't in the Premier League last year, so we don't know what could have happened.
1: Uh, yeah. Fuck you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I live in this universe where anything can happen, though. No, it's only facts. Facts only. Facts only here in this podcast. Facts only. Hottest takes and facts. Um, He scored
1: the most goals for the past two years. Right now, he's second most. And like Kev said, he can easily surpass Mohamed Salah for the most goals. And he's only 24 years old. And this man, I mean, yeah, he claims goals that aren't his. But he's a fucking legend at 24 years old. And Tottenham is facing such a problem this summer. Are their players going to stay? Is
0: Pochettino going to stay? There's so many questions going into this offseason. And I'm so fucking hyped for it. I know. I Honestly, because when we started this podcast last year, we've only almost been potting for a whole year. And when we started this, it was during the summer transfer when Neymar went to PSG. If you go to our first episode, like we've really... Have I think we've gotten better? right? I mean, probably not. Probably not. No. Probably gotten worse. You know, the fame's Definitely gone to our head. Worse, right. The the five people who follow us on social right. media we're just like oh, we're famous. We're famous. Us. Like us. And we're we really suck. Right. Um. Uh. Sorry. It's like you ever burp and like it's like like in your nose. Yeah. It, it burns. Your nose burns. <laughs> I just yeah. had that one. There's like beer burps. Um. Have you ever thrown up in your nose? Oh my god! Dude, it's so fucking worse. Why well, I scream puke. You Oh my god. Let's are we going to admit this on the podcast right now? I'm not going to admit shit. Should, I, should I admit you it? it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So when I puke, audience, fans, loved ones, lovers, country, countrymen. Um I scream puke. So like it's if horrific. I So if I'm puking in your house no matter where you are. You could be in the top tippy top of your attic in the basement. You will hear me wherever. You could be outside the fucking house. <laughs> it's Literally disgusting. It's, it's so like a bad. demon is being exercised. It's literally the exorcist. Him. It's My yeah. head is spinning. I'm fucking puking around the room. It is disgusting. I'm. It's horrible. Um, But yeah, I'm really curious about uh Tottenham, that seamless transition. But I'm really curious about what's going to happen to Tottenham this summer. I do see at least two or three players. Or I say two players leave.
1: You know what? I'm going to be bold and say the opposite. I say no players leave. The coach doesn't leave. They try it one more year. No, Potch Potch
0: stays one more year. But I think at least two major players leave. I'm going to say no.
1: I'm going to say the players are old school players, committed to the team, committed to the plan. The process. Yeah, trust the process, Tottenham. Everyone is going to stay. And everyone from the manager down to uh, Kieran Trippier, down to Ben Davies is going to stay on Tottenham because they trust that process. But you guys still won't win shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's
0: true. You'll make top four, but yeah. you, you won't win the league. A um, couple more things we want to touch upon before we end this podcast. One is Iniesta is retiring and that Barcelona has won La Liga seven out of the past ten years, which is in fucking incredible. I just want to say this. Everyone's going to be like, well, La Liga is not as competitive. I'm just saying you're the same one as Real Madrid, who's about to probably win three Champions League in a row. Atletico Madrid, who is a world-class club. And you have other clubs such as Sevilla. Shout out to our friend, Scott Valencia. Um, you have other clubs who can compete.
1: Yeah. And so the fact that can compete, but they're on the Everton level.
0: But I mean, but can still give you a run for your trouble. The, to slow you back against the other clubs, say like Real Madrid or Atletico. You see what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to say is Iniesta leaving Barcelona is so strange to me. It's like Arsene Wenger leaving Arsenal. It doesn't, like, it's a change. It's just such a weird change because he's been the captain. He's been such a fucking uh, placeholder in La Liga. Uh, just a perfect specimen of what football can be, what soccer can be. The potential to show like how pure intelligence of the game can be so defining that you can you see what I'm trying to say that like he's Kevin de Bruyne before Kevin de Bruyne he is absolutely perfection when he's on top of his game and the fact that he's playing at this level at what is he like 35 36 I think he's no he's not that old 35 33 yeah. 34 or, no he's older he's like 35.
1: Yeah, I think he's around thirty-five, and like he's just been such class. He's pure been class. class His entire time as Barcelona's maestro, he's been class as Spain's maestro, and like in the past week, in the past two weeks, the amount of Iniesta uh, things that I've seen on Twitter, on Facebook, love, on just pure
0: love for the player,
1: and it comes from everyone who played against him, played with him. And the man's won more Champions League, more La Ligas than like 98% of the population on earth. 98% of the, uh, uh, I mean, greatest players in our lifetime. I mean, and like,
0: here's my question to you. Is he the greatest Spanish player of all time? He is for me. I can't think of another Spanish player who could I mean,
1: overtake overtake him. I would, the only person that I'd put above him and he's in a very similar position. I'd put Carlos Pollo above him. I and then I'd put Iker <laughs> Casillas above him. But other than those two players for La Liga and for the Spanish national team, I can't think of a single other player. I and think I think he's I in would good
0: company. I mean, no no. no. I mean, when you like you were saying like when you're in the pollo Iker Casillas conversation, exactly. I mean, exactly. you're absolutely in good company. I think I would put Iniesta first because of his creativity. He's more because playing soccer is about scoring goals. He's that's about true. so. What my point would be is, he's the one who creates those chances and he scores goals. Yeah. So for me, I think he's just. He also it... won the he's 2012
1: like the... World Cup for Spain. So
0: yep, there you go. Um, he's the reason that um 20 2010 World Thank Cup. Thank you.
1: You're welcome, I... dude. I'm always two years off on everything. Well, because World they won
0: Cup. the 2012 Euros. So I see what you're saying. I'm always just two years off. Oh yeah, that's fine. I'm two years off of like literally fucking everything. Mm. So. Um so yeah for me Iniesta is the greatest Spanish player of all time. I don't think there's there's an argument to be made against Puyol, Casillas, you could say Ramos. Uh but I I would be hard bent to hear many other Spanish players not put Iniesta one or two.
1: Yeah, I mean the man has had just a spectacular career uh Real Madrid won this weekend but barcelona locked up the title so they are the la liga champions and it's a it's a fitting way for uh, andre iniesta to end his career
0: that and the copa del rey exactly they go out with two trophies and
1: he still has a chance to go undefeated so wouldn't that be the perfect then oh, trust me i don't want that to happen it's a story book ending it is a storybook ending, and to move on to our last segment of the podcast but before we get to questions, let's move over to Italy. Move over to Juventus versus Inter Milan. With three games left to play, Juventus leads Napoli four points ahead, and they played Inter Milan this weekend. They played... Kevin's the suspense. least favorite player in the world for no reason. Icardi. <laughs> <laughs> fucking yeah,
0: Kev. No, I don't. I just feel like he's overhyped, dude. I'm not he a fan. fucking
1: kicks ass.
0: I'm not a fan. He's
1: like five five.
0: Where's Inter Milan on the table? Like third.
1: Yeah, I'm okay with it.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't really care for Icardi. He's been doing phenomenally for Inter Milan this whole season. I just think he's just overhyped. I don't know.
1: We've been talking about this for literally like at least three years, years. Yeah, four th- years. like
0: every year, Martin's like, "Dude, he's fucking sick, man." I'm like, "I'm like, <laughs> he's I, not that good." <laughs> I'm like, "I don't give a fuck about him. What has he won? Fucking nothing." Like, like for me, for you to be, uh, I mean, at least he win something. Like, he hasn't won shit, or move on. If you're if you're great, you move on to the top four tier clubs, right? Like a, like a Real Madrid Barcelona unless you yeah.
1: loyal as shit, which is what I respect with the cardi, but he still can't beat Juventus. Juventus came from behind. They were down three to Who's one. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? If anybody asked that in Italy, the answer is Juventus and Buffon. Buffon and Co were down three to one in the sixty-first minute to enter Milan, and by the grace of God. They came back, and in the 89th minute, Fat Man, aka Gonzalo Higuain, came up clutch. God,
0: I love, I love Fat Man, but I also hate Fat Man. It's
1: a weird love hate relationship.
0: Um, Fat Man, man, he's like like Duff Man from like The Simpsons. Like I'm just like he disappears. He's like, hey, I'm Duff Man, and you're like, and you're like, <laughs> you're, hey, and you're like I, fucking hate you, but you're so it. you're you're so clutch. You're cool. Uh, um. I mean, there is some refereeing uh, controversy going on, especially that uh, Maximilian Allegri saw the fourth official after the game, called him by a nickname.
1: Ooh, and they, I did not see that. Yeah, there's
0: an investigation going on with uh, Allegri, uh, Coach Allegri saying that – Uh, Am I pronouncing his name right? Allegri? Maximilian Allegri. Anyway – um essentially that he like called him by a nickname and said like oh yeah that guy deserves a promotion so uh i don't know if it's uefa or one of the or i guess it wouldn't be uefa it'd be like the italian league is running an investigation about it saying Ooh, there there dude, is there I Ooh, shit. i got the dirt man oh i got that That's... like it's like the bachelor got... it's yeah, like right? the ba- <laughs> it's it's like the it's like the bachelor but like even spicier because spicy it's a little spicy a little like mm, brad cheating on rachel or, who all right Ooh. all right debate what's the most basic girl name ever Hold on. Can we get a three two, one here? All right. All right. Most basic girl name ever.
1: Hold on. Let me uh, preface this by uh, saying that I'm going to name one of my ex-girlfriends. Ready? Three, three two, two, one. Two, Ashley. Ashley. <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> shit. I think, all right. We uh, need to end up this. We need uh, to stop now uh, because right, me right. and you. Woo!
0: Woo. Woo. All right. Woo. So I think we've, we've resolved that. Okay. We've um, broken some beer, barriers. <laughs> barriers have been broken. Fuck, that's fucked up. Yeah. That's real fucked up. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> Both
1: hey, of those are, are X's, by the way. Mm.
0: Well, no. You said Ashley? I said Ashley. Ah. Mm. No. That's a friend. That's a close friend. See,
1: I thought you said a uh, variation. Mm. Of oh,
0: that. a variation of that. No. You see who I was saying now? Yeah, I see what you're saying. All right. All right. Anyway, that's been uh, Loud Americans Discussing Soccer. Um, this, we we should, we, should, we, should we talk about our sponsor? I think we should. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Let's not talk about our sponsor. Let's talk about the questions. Thank you, fellow lads. Um, here is a question. Uh, so we answer questions on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, which is like at lads podcast or usually lads underscore for Twitter. Thank you. Um, and we have a website, www.ladspodcast.com and, um, we, uh, post blogs and like post all our videos and all our podcasts are there, but we're also on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio. We're on all sorts Stitcher. of things. We're on some South Yeah. Korean so here's shit. our first question. Who are y'all's all time favorite players? I love the y'alls. Um, my people. Retired. So this is, a uh, uh, parentheses retired. So Martin go first. This uh this
1: tweet comes from Glenn Lawrence. You can actually find him at Glenn Lawrence on Twitter. Glenn
0: Lefty Lawrence, thank Glenn you.
1: Lefty Lawrence, and you know what? This is uh, I feel like it's it's an easy question, but there are so many options. My favorite retired player right now is uh, Ricardo Kaká. Uh, he might still play for the MLS, but you know what? Go fuck yourself. Uh, Ricardo Kaká was how I fell in love with the midfield maestro position. And I watched him on AC Milan. I watched him on Real Madrid. I've watched him on Orlando FC. And Ricardo, yeah, it, the drop-off is real. Um, it's like, wow, <laughs> wow, uh, oh uh, And I I just have watched him for so many years, and... His presence on the ball and the way he can run dominate a ball game. and dominate a game and pass through the game, it it just fucks me up mentally. And he's, he's honestly probably the best person I've never met. Mm-hmm.
0: Kev? My favorite all-time retired player. I don't want to say Thierry Henry because that's too easy because that's biased as an Arsenal right. fan. I would... Sp- hmm that's fucking tough honestly i'm gonna say uh what's it called your boy uh fernand uh uh fernand rio i think, I think rio yeah. i think rio is so funny i think he's absolutely rio yeah rio is just so passionate about the game i love seeing him on sky sports and i think he is absolutely hilarious i also love patrick vieira because he coaches an mls team so those are my two nominations i probably go uh rio because guy i fucking love rio i think he's so great uh, let's move on to the next question, uh, Anthony Chopa, uh, Young Leg. Who is on your roster for the French midfield this summer? So I guess easily Pogba.
1: If we're doing a four-three-three, so we can only pick three. Pick three. three play your All right, I'll do my first
0: three. All right, go ahead. Uh, Pogba, Matuidi, and um, who's the other bull from PSG? Uh, the French guy, the young. Kizawa? No, no, no. A oh, midfielder. Arnavia? Oh no, he's Italian. I'm thinking oh, of. Verratti? I'm thinking of Verratti. He's Italian. Um, ah, that's tough. Uh, yeah, you go. I can't think of one.
1: All right, so Kev's got two out of three. I'm gonna finish this up real quick.
0: This is Pogba,
1: tough. Paul Pogba and or uh, Conte, and then my
0: final one is uh, Payet. Oh, okay. And then I don't know if they, I don't.
1: fourth is uh, Fakir.
0: Oh, okay. I forgot about uh, Nagoli Conte. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, He's your boy too. I know. I love Negoli Conte. I hate him. He, you know, I, I know because you think Andy Herrera is like just there with him. Andy Herrera is better than Antonio Conte. Hot oh, take. Me. Hot take. Right there. Yeah. I think it's absolutely true. At me. No, Ooh, not me. Okay. I, no, I just. It's that Manchester United. I don't think it's true. Um, <laughs> but I think Pogba, Nagoli Kanté, and like Matuidi—that's a tough midfield to get through. So. That is.
1: That is. And then our final question comes from at at Pucksherbin or at Pucks Herburn. Yes. It's, yes. I think it's a hockey tweet which I fuck with hard, and How? he says, "How do I stop my wife from drinking my good whiskey?"
0: Divorcer. First off, um, you could substitute your whiskey and put a poison in there, and then your wife dies. Uh, Or divorce her. Or divorce her. Or say that you're cheating on her. You're not going to touch your whiskey if you're cheating on her.
1: That's right. Or say you have like HIV or something. She doesn't want oh, HIV. Oh no, she
0: no no one wants HIV. I don't want HIV. There's um, plenty of options. Or you could Puck put Puck Sherman um or whatever the fuck, <laughs> fuck your name, name is. is. <laughs> I don't give fuck. Puck a, Sherburn? Pu- I don't give a fuck. All right. This has been a great episode. Thank you guys so much. Check out stadiumscene.com. Cheers. There oh. are there are favorite people. This is empty, but oh, that's sure. A damn shame. They have the best places to show you where you can get the best places to park find the best restaurants to your best sporting event you can go there fucking easily at stadiumscene.com and martin please tell them where you can go to uh find us on their other website if you like us if
1: you're if you think we're cute if you think we know a little bit about soccer go to stadiumscene.tv and check us out on their website they've also got some hockey podcast they've got some football they've got some baseball they've they got, got some, some tailgate basketball.
0: they got a tailgate tourist i fuck with tailgate tourists they okay. also got their art brothers at uh bros talking soccer and uh uh, uh what's the soccer tavern who do you no. whole histories about soccer um i fuck with all of them i fuck with every single podcast on CM Scene. please go check them out um but yeah thank you guys so much sometimes I feel like i'm just talking to my Far away You got me standing